Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to week three of Two Toms, One Ash, on the back of a very exciting week two. On this episode, we'll run through week two's fantasy winners and losers, share with you how our teams got on before focusing on just three games in particular for week three. Did I mention that we're off to New York this week? If you like what you're listening to, please share with your fellow nerdy NFL fantasy friends and drop us a rating. Right, that's enough from just me. On we go. Two in the books, and let's take a look at some fantasy winners and losers from week two. So starting off with uh, with the Dolphins' big win against the Ravens, Tua scored 50 points, helped massively by Tyreek Hill scoring 42 points and Jalen Waddle scoring 40 points. So the top quarterback and then the two top receivers, both on the Dolphins, uh, and then Mostar as well, scoring 10 points as well. So not, not too many for a running back that scored... Overall, that many points in in real time scoring points, but decent. Um, so Tua scored sixteen points in Week One versus the Patriots. So Scully, what's going to carry on for the Dolphins? Is that fifty points from Tua going to continue, or will it be back down to sixteen points? Can they continue scoring at this rate? I think so. With that offense, it's uh, it's like uh, he's finally got he's finally got his weapons and. Is able to use them. He was brilliant. He's got. I don't know. He seems. He seems to have everything. He's just really, really likable. And I mean, I think we were tweeting, uh, texting earlier on. Sorry, in uh, during that game when he, he threw a couple of interceptions, and one of the guys in in our group was saying, "What's two were doing? Two really bad throws in a row." And I think I, t- I texted back saying, "It's just two two being two and then he, he proved me completely wrong after that. I think he went what six touchdowns for over hundred for over four hundred yards. Uh, it was just ridiculous. But when you've got two people like Lightning, like like Waddle and, and Hill, how do you cover both of them? It's um, it, it's it's ridiculous. I think the the weapons he's now got on off on on offense, and if his if his arm's going to back it up, which has been one of Probably one of his criticisms that he can't throw the deep ball. I mean, he proved that he can. So I think they could. They could continue it. Um, and they could be the ones to rival the, the Bills in in that division. I mean, is it is it the Bills-Dolphins this week coming on? Yeah. It is, yeah. So any kind of momentum, <laughs> yeah. Unlucky for them. They're coming up against the Bills. But then it is. But then it's Bengals, it's Jets, and then it's Vikings. So... But yeah, make a mixed few weeks. For the Bills. First big test for the Bills as well. I mean, it's uh, they've have they come up against anyone of of that ilk in terms of 
um, wideouts yet this season. I mean, Rams are pretty much up there. Look at Cooper Cup and uh, and Robinson. I mean, Cooper Cup and, and Robertson. I mean, I think yeah, Stafford had a had a bad 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 day that day. I think we spoke about it. Uh, but yeah, absolutely. To be fair, you're right, Cooper Cup. But um, I don't know. That would that was week one. Week one's always a strange one. I think. Uh, I think they could that could give them a lot of confidence, a lot of momentum. I think it'll be a real test for the Bills. But I still fancy the Bills absolutely. But uh, it could be it could be a real test for their for their secondary. So it'd be uh, it'd be a good one that game. There's some really. Well, we good know what we know what Tyreek Hill did in the in the playoffs last season, playing for the Chiefs against the Bills. Um, so again, it's totally different offense, but. But certainly, it'd be interesting to see. And compared to some other young quarterbacks, Tua doesn't seem to have any sort of expectations. Everyone's expecting him to be awful and be replaced next season. So maybe it is just no pressure. He can just go out there and throw it around. And, and games like they did last weekend against a very good Ravens defence. I saw an interesting clip on Twitter um, that showed it was like a reversal camera shot of Tua throwing. Because obviously he's left-handed. Um, I think people aren't used to seeing left-handed quarterbacks and there just looks something unnatural about it. Mm. Um, and did reverse the footage, so it, sh- it looked as though he was throwing with his right arm. Um, and it was an unbelievable throw. And you don't, I think it's purely because he's left-handed and just your eyes aren't quite used to seeing it and that bit out of the norm, it doesn't, it looks a bit awkward. But when it was flipped the other way, it was just an awesome throw. So, uh, yeah, it was just a strange one to see. And I'm, I'm not sure that he, he isn't playing with pressure on, like like you mentioned. I'm not sure I probably agree with you. I think a lot of people are saying this is his last opportunity and he has got, this time, the weapons on offence now that he's got Waddle and Hill to, um, to, to throw to. So, I think there is a lot of pressure on him. This could be his last opportunity to prove that he can be a a good starting quarterback in this league up, up until now he's not done it and I know we're only just talking about one week uh, but like you said one week against a, a decent Ravens side um, or Ravens defence so um, I, th- I think they need to kick on it'd be uh, it'd be good to see how they do against uh, probably the best team in the in the league at the moment at the weekend Yeah and good to shake it up let's get some let's get some of those Dolphins players up in, in fantasy starting lineups. Um, now we move on to some fantasy losers or the fantasy loser. So Tom Brady, so he's ranked, he was ranked 27th in quarterbacks this last week. Week one, he scored just 12 points, then 11 points in week two. They are 2-0, and so two wins, but admittedly against average defences. And in week three, he's coming up against the Packers and then the Chiefs in week four. No Chris Godwin, no Julio Jones in week two. Um He's not been throwing much to Russell Gage. Mike Evans is now out next week. They have literally just in the last few hours picked up Cole Beasley, albeit I think he's probably just practice squad for this upcoming week. But Charlie, what's happening with Tom Brady? Is that someone that you want to start in your lineup? Is that kind of start going to continue? Or or just can see his turning back to the same old? At the end of the day, it's Tom Brady, um, who's the best quarterback think that we'll ever see uh, the amount of time he's done it for I think the problem that he's got this year is is the point you just made the amount of receivers that he's got uh, but those receivers that he does have 
that are, haven't been available to him, the amount that have been injured. Chris Godwin's out. Obviously, Mike Evans is going to miss this week. There's, he's just got no consistency. He's got new players that have come to the team, Julio Jones, and he can't get any sort of uh, momentum going, any sort of uh, understanding between each other. Yeah, you can do it in uh, in training camp and you can, you can do it in practice, but game time is when you build that relationship and he's just not been able to do that because the players haven't been there. He's, he's got no consistency. The only guy who has been is Mike Evans and uh, he's now going to miss it a week, although I think he's um, appealing. appealing it, yeah. But I, I think that's that's it. I think he's he's um, he's just not got that consistency. Obviously, the O-line's had a bit of a battering as well. Yeah, they've been wiped out the O-line, right? You what, sorry? They've been wiped out pretty much, haven't they, the O-line in the pre-season? Yeah. So the, the O-line's completely different. Um, he's not getting quite the protection that he would do normally. He's not got quite the time. So I think it's just a bit of a perfect storm for him where he's got this new bunch of receivers uh, for him to work with um, where he might need a bit more time just to see how they're uh, running the routes. And then because of the banged-up O-line, it, He's just not got that time. So, yeah, a bit of a perfect storm. Not somebody I want to be picking up uh, in terms of fantasy, especially the fact I've got Tua and uh, Kyler Murray. I'm not going to be swapping either of them for Tom Brady anytime soon. But uh, They had uh, the similar kind of start, didn't they, when, when he first went to Tampa. So they started off pretty rocky um, and then obviously came good at the right time and, and won the Super Bowl. So you can never really rule him out of anything. Like you said at the start, is uh, it's Tom Brady is is probably the best that we've ever seen, so uh, or ever will see. So you can't rule him out. I don't think he's bothered about his fantasy points, is he? And he's bothered about the two and zero. Yeah. So that, that's how they start. And 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 interesting talk on, I think Total Access this last week that obviously there's been a lot of talk about Brady missing those eleven days. It's now been made official that he's going to be missing training every Wednesday. It's not a problem for Brady. He's fine. Like he can miss those days. He can miss those eleven days. But potentially that time with his receivers, it's his receivers that might need his exact timing, or or just try and work out exactly where that ball's going to be. Like I think Brady's fine missing it. It's, if anything, that'll do him good. It's his receivers and that chemistry, especially with Gronkowski again not there this year. Some other new ones. He's looking a bit gaunt though. Have you seen images of him? Mm. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yeah, a little. A little. He's not, he's not his usual self, is it? Age will catch up to him at some point, whether it's now. 
you don't say I do really, but uh, but it could be. He's looking that way so yeah, far with the with him. He just doesn't seem to be. Uh, it seems to me like his head's not really in it, to be honest. Um, as though he's sort of. It's it screams out to me that when he retired, he didn't retire the way he wanted to. It sort of got taken out of his hands. Somebody else reported it instead of him reporting it. So it should be in Miami. Yeah, yeah. Um, Family, and, Vegas. And it, it's a bit like, well, I'm just going to keep going because I want to do it my way. And I just don't think his heart's really in it. No, I think he could pop up on this list of fantasy losers a few more weeks. Uh, and like I said, really coming up against the Packers, which is, defences are looking a lot better after last week. And then the Chiefs in week four. Um, it's a, it looks like a rocky couple of weeks ahead for him. As well, you're brave if you drop him, though. That's the thing. If uh, if if you drop him out of your squad, somebody picks him up on waivers. That could be a big risk and a big acquisition for somebody. Yeah, you know he's not far off, don't you? Like you say with those receivers. From a receiver side of things, you don't know who to start, but overall, he could find two, three, four of them. Yeah, So looking over our three points totals from last week. So I came last out of the three of us with 116 points. Scully came in second on 130 points. And Charlie with a whopping 170 points. Which moves you to 2-0-0 in our three, three's little league. But puts you two at both 2-0 and and then I'm down at 1-1. One and one. So Charlie... Any words? I think luckily, lucky to put Samuel in there. But unluckily, I had two were on your bench with 50 points. Bateman on your bench with 20 points. And obviously, that's without Michael Pittman as well. So, anything behind your thinking as to, as to dropping a couple of those and putting a few in? I'm just really happy with my team at the minute, to be honest. Um, to say that I've got 170 points with that starting, starting line-up. Uh, 50 with two are on the bench, Bateman with 20, like you said, uh, and then Pittman out injured. They're all uh, all people that could be scoring. The only uh, only slight issue I've got is in terms of an RB2, just somebody to fill that slot. So I'm going to be looking, uh, see if there's anybody potentially on waivers that I can pick up, like I did with Samuel, really. Um, scored well week one, got a lot of targets. Just... Um, I think like I've mentioned to you guys before, um, I'd put Samuel in for that reason. He's a high target guy, so even if he's not going to be catching the ball for 60, 70 yards, because we're in a uh, point per reception league as well, someone with high targets, you, you're going to get a decent score from him every week. So, uh, yeah, just looking for somebody potentially on waivers that could slot me in that uh, RB2 and push me up to the 200 mark. Um, see if we can smash that this week. We've got some good trade value there. Should be plenty of takers from some of that bench. Yeah, uh, Scully, 2-0. and Well, surprising to NFL.com. Any any points spared there or any, any wise moves last minute that you put in? 
I just think it shows that they have absolutely no idea what they're talking about. I mean, 0 and 15 to 2 and 0. And there's only three of us in our league from 12 that are on 2 and 0 as well. So I obviously know something that they don't. But no, for me, I think justified taking Josh Allen at 11 overall and justified taking Nick Chubb at 14 overall. Um, they. Both both weeks been pretty consistent. I think Josh Allen's got thirty seven points both weeks, which is the points that have got me over the line for the two wins. So I think without him, I probably would be bottom, but um, but I'm not. So winning was waiting on Josh Allen as well. It was uh, touching go. I needed him to get thirty points minimum to uh, to get the win, but he, he delivered, Julie. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to credit. Josh Allen to this win. I'm going to credit Josh Allen for my next win because he's going to take us home again next week. Well played. I'm sure he'll appreciate that. And then just for mine, I think I've, I've at the minute it's just looking like I've got too many on a on a real life depth chart. Too many wide receiver twos and threes, which are uh, which could end up being big scorers, but just far too inconsistent at the minute, and all feel like just punts that could be five points or. 25 points hopefully tides will change and and charlie won't win next weekend i've got a few wide receiver up ones mate if you want to uh, if you want to send me a cheeky trade see what we can do upgrade your upgrade your running back maybe we'll yeah. uh, we'll see what goes on after this let's talk <laughs> Just focusing on three games for week three. Browns Steelers on Friday morning. Jets Bengals on Sunday, the early game. And then Giants Cowboys on Monday night. Uh, so, Scully, I'll come to you first. Over and under. Kareem Hunt, over or under 18 points. He scored 23 points in week one and just nine last week. Over or under 18 points for Kareem Hunt. I'll go under. Under this week. I think is uh, running is running back two. Chubb always going to be running back one. Uh, you never know how they're going to utilize the both of them. You never know how many how many carries Hunt is going to get. So uh, I'd probably go on the more cautious side, uh, seeing how effective Chubb was last uh, this week last week. Coming into this week, I think that momentum. I think he's uh, he's going to build on that. He'll be the uh, the number one back again this week, and I think Hunt uh, will be utilised a little bit less. So I'm going to go under. Under and it is like you said that short week. You still starting him if you got him, Hunt. It, it depends. It depends on your options. He's always he's always a good flex option. He's always a good running back too. So I think. Uh, Depending on who else you've got, I think yeah, I think you start. I think you start him. I mean, he's a running back one in most other offenses in the league. Probably what twenty two other offenses that uh, he, he walks into that running back one spot. So uh, yeah, I think I think you start him because there is that uncertainty. Um, he could, like you said, score above. He, he could he could score under. It's just for me. Uh, he's not that consistent because you don't know how it's not his fault you just don't know how much he's going to be utilised 
Yeah, and like I say, a monster week from Nick Chubb, uh, week week two. Uh, so sticking with Brown Steelers, Charlie, I'll come to you next. Pat Fryermouth. So overall under 12 points after just 12 points in the first two games each game. Tyler Conklin for the Jets scored 10 points on the Browns last week. Overall under 12 points for him. Uh, 12 Over 12 for Pat this week. Um, I think if we Mitch can uh, use him like we've talked about previously in terms of his efficiency in the red zone, um, if he can get that going with him, then uh, yeah, we, we, uh, we should be looking at some bigger points this week. But yes, he uh, he's been consistently around that twelve mark. So hopefully we're going to uh, we're going to push through that this week against the Browns. Good call. And any other? Is he kind of the standout receiver for for the Steelers, or is it Claypool? Is it not Pickens yet? Surely Johnson still. I think the issue is that there's uh, a lot of receivers. A lot of receivers have been open, and. They're just not making the connections with Trubisky, or he's not making the connections with them, should we say. Uh, yeah, I think wide receiver one, we're really looking at Deontay Johnson. Um, Claypool's got that bit of magic in him. Pickens has obviously shown something um, pre-season and in college, but Frymouth is definitely up there, uh, like we said before about his safe hands. Uh, and his option in the red zone, he will. Uh, he's always good for a touchdown. It's a big game for for the Steelers' offense. It's a big game for the Browns' defense this week. Both have massively underperformed. Both are under pressure. Um, both have got something to prove against arguably the biggest rivals as well. So um, I, th- I think this is going to be be a good matchup this week. Um, We'll be both staying up for it, Tom, and, and probably texting each other into the early morning. So uh, let's let's hope it's a good one anyway. Hope that yeah, not, but... we don't end up uh, washed out or, or the uh, Browns with an early lead going into the half and we turn it off and then Steelers come back and do what the Jets did to you last week. Yeah, still, still not over that. <laughs> <laughs> Swiftly moving on to uh, to Jets Bengals on Sunday. So Scully, uh, fans' favourite, your favourite, Garrett Wilson, nine points in week one, and then a monster thirty points last week. He's projected to get sixteen points this week. Over or under those sixteen points? I think he's in a spot in my starting lineup anyway this week after scoring thirty points on the bench, just because I'd. Uh... I backed the Browns' overhyped secondary, overpaid, overhyped, not taking any accountability, useless secondary. Um, like I said, still not over that on uh, on Sunday. But uh, no, I, I like him. Spoke about him several times. I think he's uh, showed his his potential, and um, I think he'll I think he'll go over again this week against a, uh, a Cincy team that are struggling as well. So, uh, yeah, hoping he ruins some more misery on another AFC North uh, team this week. And luckily, not us. Yeah, man. We'll be cheering him on, no doubt. We will. Charlie, over to you. And I'm going to pick out Joe Burrow. 
So last week he got 18 points. Week one, 22 points. He currently ranks 12th among QBs. So over or under his maximum so far, over or under 22 points. Difficult this one because I think Joe Burrow has been let down by his O-line again. And he's not been anywhere near the level he was playing last year. Um, but they're playing the Jets, who are susceptible to scoring team scoring against them. So difficult one. Uh, but I'm going to go, going to stick with the Jets, and I'm going to go under, and I'm going to say Joe Burrow's going to have an absolute stinker again. So Monday night's game, Giants Cowboys. Uh, Scully Daniel Jones so scored twenty points in week one, fifteen last week. Now he's for a combined total for his his receivers. Tony scored four point three, Sills six, Galladay four, Shepard scored twenty four, and then Barkley scored forty five. And their seasons so far after two weeks, so he's not got a whole load to be throwing at in general. Um, but over or under, I'll go bang in the middle of his week one and week two scores seventeen point five points over or under that. What are they? What's their record this season so far? Are they one and one or two and oh? Good question. I have a feeling they're one and but, one. Um, the one and one, so they lost this week. So, um, yes. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm going to go under. I've not got much faith in him. Really, or or their offenses as a whole, outside of Barkley. I like him. I like Barkley, but outside of that, I don't see. Uh, I don't see much. Yeah, I think they, they paid Kenny Kenny Galladay quite a bit, didn't he? Like not not the off season just gone, but season before that, and for some bizarre reason as well, a little bit in the Christian Kirk category. That, that nothing's happened for him. Tony, there was a lot of talk about, wasn't there? But but nothing. Not even got a tight end to, of note. So yeah, very bizarre. Um, but Daniel Jones can run a little bit. So whether that that's where he might pick up points, but under is definitely the safe bet on that one. And then moving over to the Cowboys side of the ball and CD Lamb. So four points in week one, but 15 points in week two. So the Giants are 21st in fantasy defense. So CD Lamb overall under those 15 points that he scored last week, Charlie. Um, I'm going to go under. I think the issues that they've got at quarterback at Dallas, the Giants have been uh, a, a complete shock, I think, to a lot of people um, in terms of what they've been doing with the limited players that they've got or the, the limited sort of big names that they've got. They've been manage, managing to grind out those wins um, with relatively unknown or or players that would normally go under the radar, um, and I think the fact that Dallas is struggling, obviously the defense is doing what the defense does. They make big plays, offense not so much, uh, and he's not quite gonna have the deep threat 
as he would with Dak, as he is with um, his name's escaped me. Go on, what's his? Uh, yeah, Rush. Super Rush, Rush. Yeah, he hasn't got the arm to be throwing deep, so I think that takes it away from uh, CD Lammer. And there we go, four unders and just two overs. I'll try my very best to not be checking my fantasy team while at MetLife Stadium this weekend. Keep your fantasy tips and suggested waiver wire pickups coming into hello at twotomswanash.com. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.